Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Speech Check. I'm your host, Noel Sosa. And uh, I've got somebody who, not that I'm just a fan of, who has actually impacted my life personally uh, in a very significant way. We're going to talk all about it. Right now, I want you to give a warm welcome to the Speech Check Podcast for Dr. Nick Gentry. Doctor, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Thanks for having me. You know what? Thank you for taking the time. I know you're a very busy man, and um, and, and you do a lot of work for a lot of people, man. But thank you for taking the time to, to come through and chat with me, man. I've really been looking forward to this one. Sure. Appreciate you, man. Uh, we're actually here in the office at uh, Maverick Mail Medical. Uh, this is not the uh, only facility uh, uh, that, that, that you are over here. Uh, you also have Rejuvenated Med Spa. Correct. And, and let, let's start there real quick. Just a quick intro to who you are. Uh, can you give us a brief intro? Just kind of tell us who you are, what you do, and then talk a little bit about uh, each of the facilities. Yeah. So we have two clinics. My business partner, Gloria Vasquez, and myself have two separate clinics. One is Maverick Male Medical, where we treat men's health. So anything to make you look better, live better, love better, Yes, you know, testosterone replacement, sexual function, anti-aging, that kind of thing. And then for our other medical spa or our other clinic is a medical spa called rejuvenated medical spa. And we do a similar thing there to, to some medical spas, you know, laser treatments, facials, microneedling, all that sort of stuff, Botox fillers. But we also combine that to do female hormones. So we do bioidentical hormone replacement. And we found that that combination works really, really well because a lot of the patients that are doing hormone replacement, they want to look better too. Mm-hmm. So we, we get you feeling better, living longer, healthier, and hey, let's get you looking better at the same time. And it just kind of goes hand in hand. You know, I feel like we live um, in a day and age where the sense of, hey, healthy, right? Living healthy, how are you living? I feel like the sense has been heightened over the last couple of years, you know, 2020, obviously unprecedented circumstances kind of hit uh, not just the nation, but the, but the globe. And I feel like uh, health and wellness has really taken center stage, man, as a way to, uh, you know, how, how are you living your life? How do you feel? And, and here's the thing, right? Because, again, I know you service uh, multiple demographics, if you will, if that's the term to use. But I can say this just as, as a man and as someone that, that I've had the chance to work with you. A lot of times, us guys, at least in my circumstance, I found myself just getting getting on, getting along, and not realizing, man, I kind of feel like crap, right? Like you just kind of you just kind of get up, grin and bear it, go through it every day, not realizing, hey, man, I should feel a lot better than I do right now. Do you find that that's the case a lot? A lot with men and women, actually. Okay, you know, sure. obviously, my my perspective is is of that of a middle aged man, but. And, and, I, and I had low testosterone as well. And testosterone replacement therapy for me was life-changing. Mm. I, I mean, I, I actually thought I was depressed. I, I didn't have a good mood. I was irritable. I had no energy. My libido was down. I just didn't really care as much. I wasn't passionate. I didn't have that oomph. Right, right. And so I actually got my doctor to check my testosterone and put me on testosterone replacement therapy. And it was life-changing for me. I, I really felt like my old self again. And I see that same thing in women. You know, women are, in my opinion, better at taking care of themselves overall. <laughs> I would agree. Right. You know, I, at least women are going to see their GYN every year and usually their primary care. You know, I get guys all the time. They're like, oh, yeah, I think I saw a doctor in 2017 when I had the flu. 
And I have, you know, they haven't seen anybody since. Right. Uh, I actually recently diagnosed diabetes in a guy. I, with, and I say recently, recently within the last week. Oh, wow. Uh, diabetes and a brain tumor in a guy that hadn't seen a doctor in years. Wow. Wow. See, now this is something I want to talk a little bit about as well, too. Um, I, I want to put a pin in that real quick, because when you start talking about things like that, I, 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 there's something I want to address, and I'd love to get your opinion on it. Uh, and I know you've talked about it, too, before, because you also have your own podcast. By the way, can we plug that real quick? Yeah, it's called Not So Taboo, and it is longevity, aesthetics, and sexual health. And it's available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That's right. Uh, I'd uh, highly recommend that. Some great uh, conversations there, some great information. I know I always take notes whenever I hear Dr. Gentry talking. And some great guests, too, man. And I'd uh, love to send a shout-out to Brock, man, who's been, uh, I know, helping you produce that podcast. Uh, yeah, he does an amazing job. Amazing job. Amazing job. Definitely go check that out uh, for more with Dr. Gentry. Um, but here's this. You know, you were talking about just circling back around, uh, real quick about the testosterone because that's what I do. I do, uh, you know, some testosterone therapy that you have helped me with. And, you know, the craziest eye-opening thing for me was once I started with the therapy and I started feeling a certain kind of way. And, and truth be told, obviously the physical, but, man, the mental I felt like I was thinking sharper. I just felt, again, I realized I didn't, re I didn't realize how much I wasn't feeling like myself until I started feeling like myself again. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I, I can totally relate. I, I have really, really good influence with testosterone on an emotional and mental level, mental clarity, energy, just focus and being alert, and my mood is better. And yeah, I do notice that I recover from lifting weights more, but I'm not on huge doses of testosterone that, I, you know, I'm going to really bulk up a lot. I like to get a little bit, you know, I like to lift. I like to stay lean, that kind of thing. But I'm not a bodybuilder and I never will be. Sure, sure. But I just really notice it mentally. Absolutely. I, again, as much as the physical, and let me tell you, there have been some great physical results, man, that I can say I've personally experienced. But it really was my mind. I just felt sharp again. It was like, I don't actually, you know, don't even got to drink coffee in the morning. You know, I mean, sure. although sometimes I definitely still do. Um, but it, I just, I don't know, I felt alert. I felt sharp. I felt on point. And I was like, man, it really has been a while since I felt that way. Didn't realize, right, until I came and saw you. Well, hey, you know, you are a good candidate for, for, for this kind of therapy. And we proceeded and it has made a tremendous impact on my life. Heck, the year I just had, I don't know where I would have been without it, to be completely honest with you. It really has helped me a lot. Not to mention, I say this all the time too, hitting the golf ball a lot further these days. That helps. You know what I mean? Helps in a number of ways, right? Uh, I, I love that. And, and again, Working with Dr. Gentry here uh, at Maverick Mill Medical has been a game changer for me, and that's why I was so glad to talk to you about this. Coming back around to, to what you said a minute ago, a lot of guys, I think I might have saw a doctor 2017. I, I've got to say, I am definitely guilty of that. Um, I'm trying to really articulate why that is. I, I, I had become real... Men are reactive when it comes to their health care rather than being proactive. Mm. And I, I think that that's partially our own fault, but I also think that it's kind of our society and our culture is, you know, you don't go to a doctor unless something's wrong. Women, you know, for the last 30, 40 years are taught like, hey, you got to get your mammogram, you got to get your pap smear, you got to do this. 
men are not good at health maintenance and they don't make it a priority. Now, I will say that a lot of times I see a lot of moms and they struggle to make their own health and their own self-care a priority because they're so busy taking care of everybody else. Mm -hmm. But men just seem to ignore it completely. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's true. Um, can, can, I, can I offer something here? And this is what I wanted to ask you too. If I'm honest about it, I think a part of me became a little disenchanted with the way, and I'm not going to say everybody, because not everybody's the same. Not all doctors are the same. But I feel like the medical industry, a lot of times, is focused on getting people in and out. Like, yes, the, the, the more patients, the better. They use a lot of broad strokes when trying to identify what may be wrong with somebody. And, and just and, and I feel like a lot, I don't know, I feel like that does damage not just to the person, but then like for someone like me who pays attention to that stuff, I'm like, man, wait, wait a minute. Like, this ain't right. I, I kind of had a bad experience a few times and then some, some family members who I care very deeply for, some friends who I care very deeply for were kind of treated that way too. Do you, do you notice that happening? Is that, am, am I making this up in my head? Am I a conspiracy theorist? Do I need to put on the tinfoil hat or is this real? Oh, no, man, it's very real. Okay. Very, very real. It's a, the name, blame, and group game, as I call it. So <laughs> let's name your diagnosis. Right. Let's blame your diagnosis for what's going on in your life. And let's throw you in this treatment group because it worked for other people that had a similar diagnosis. So it probably works for you too. Mm. And I've got nothing wrong, nothing against evidence-based medicine, but that's what medicine has gone to. And frankly, I, I don't blame the doctors that are rushing you in and out because it's not really a fault of theirs. It's a fault of the system. The system. Okay. And so the way, social, not social security, the way Medicare and private insurance reimburses your primary care doctor has to see 40 or 50 people a day just to squeak out a living anymore. Wow. And on top of that, they've got to hire two staff members just to bill and code for those insurance, which is why I don't take insurance. Uh, you know, I get to spend as much time as I really want with my patients. My, my appointments are normally 30 and 45 minutes long. Right. And so that gives me time to do what we need to do to address what we need to do and also to be proactive about their health. And that extra time, I, I cannot tell you how often it happens, at least several times a week. Men, women, everybody would say, you know, I feel like you're the first doctor that really listened to what I had to say. Yeah. And that's a really sad statement to me as a physician. Mm. Because in medical school, like level one med school is how to take a history how to listen to your patient, let your patient tell their story in order to figure out what's going on. Boy. And we have really kind of lost that. We've gone into, and again, nothing wrong with lab tests and imaging, but we've gone to, well, let's get more tests. We just, we just need tests. Here's your test. Here's your script. Here's your test. Here's your script. Rather than saying, okay, well, what's causing this? Mm. You know, it, you know the, the man who I recently diagnosed as diabetes He's drinking three or four sodas a day. And he knew it was bad for him, but nobody really sat down and told him, like, hey, when you get this big spike of sugar, it spikes insulin, it leads to insulin resistance. And so he thought, well, I'll just stop the sodas and everything will get better. I'm like, no, we're, we're further down that path now. Sure. 
we're going to need to do a little bit of medication, at least temporarily. But kind of talking about how he can reverse his diabetes to where it hopefully doesn't kill him. Right. You know, and, um, you know, I had another patient who was known diabetic, but he went into his doctor and they had him on pills as well as insulin. And I guess there was a conversation about how they could stop his insulin. And he took that as, well, I can just stop all of my meds now. And so he came to me and his sugar was 500. Mm. And I'm like, just because we're stopping your insulin doesn't mean we can stop everything else. Right. And so, and a lot of it really is boiling down to patient education. You know, you mentioned like health and wellness has really gotten popular lately. And you're right. But the vast majority of Americans are still incredibly unhealthy. Oh, well, it's, it's one of those things. And again, I've been guilty about this personally in the past is that I know it's something I need to address. And I hype myself up and I'm like, okay, yeah, we're going to get after it. For example, we just, just, we just entered a new year here. Pretty traditionally, right, around this time of year, people are like, new year, new me, these are my New Year's resolutions, these are my goals, this is what I'm going to do. And I would say the vast majority of people, and I've been guilty of this too, fall well short of anything that we had planned or envisioned in our mind of what those goals are. Now, some people go out there and they kill it, right? And, 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 and salute to those folks, right? I think it's like 10 to 20% of people keep their resolutions, something like that. Well, there you go. You know, I mean, that's, you know, you're talking about 80, 90% who do not. Right. And, and it's, a, it's a very popular thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. I think people are recognizing it, but the execution, the follow-through, and the sustained commitment to it I mean, and why do you think that is? Are people just getting caught up in the rat race every day? Is that what's stopping people? Uh, uh, wh- what do you think? What, what is the, what is the, uh, where's the fall off there? I, I think there's a lot of things that contribute to it, but it, I think it really kind of boils down to everybody gets caught up in the rat race. They get busy, but they also keep saying, you know, when things slow down, I'm going to start working out. <laughs> right. First of the year, I'm going to start working out. When things slow down, I'll start. Well, you can't start a workout routine when things quote slow down, mm. because then as soon as things get busy again, that's going to be the first thing you drop. Right. You've got to start making the meal prep habits, the sleeping better habit, the working out habit. You've got to start making those habits when things are normal in their hectic state. Right. Because if you can do it when you're busy, then when things do slow down, you'll be even better at it. Mm. But if you only wait for when things are going to slow down or when, when, you're going to, you know, finally catch up. Well, many of us, including myself, never really truly catch up. Right. It's never the perfect time. Yeah, there, there's never a perfect time. But, well, the perfect time is now. Is now, right. The sure. perfect time is now. And so I th- also think we get a little caught up in social media and media in general of the perfect body type or the perfect uh, diet, the perfect workout. Uh, you know what the perfect workout is? The one you'll do. Right there. You just got one. Thank you. The yeah, pr- I mean, it's the one you that, do. That's the one that you do. Because I'll get people, you know, I had a lady last week who just said, I, I really hate working out. And I said, okay, well, what do you like to do? And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, I've, I've got two dogs and I, I love to go outside and play with them. And I take them on walks. And I'm like, okay, so take your walk, take your dogs on a three mile walk. And she's like, okay, that, that'll, I mean, that's better than sitting on the couch. Absolutely. I mean, sure, it's no CrossFit workout, but if I can get that lady to walk her dog three miles every day, yes. that is a 
leaps and bounds better than what she was doing. Absolutely. And then the same thing, you know, everybody thinks that, um, you know, coming out of the holidays, like, oh, I've been eating so poorly. I'm going to, I'm going to really clean everything up and they'll do, you name the fad diet, the, the whole 30 or keto or blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. Whatever they're talking about today. Right. They, yeah. They, they set these ridiculous goals for these extreme diets and they see results for 30 or 60 days, and then they get so frustrated that they give up. Mm. And so, you know, I tell everybody, live by the 80-20 rule. You know, 80% of the time, eat meat, fish, fruits, and vegetables. And then the other 20%, or hopefully less eventually, sure. but the other 20%, live your life. Yeah. You know, if you love a cheeseburger, once a month, have a cheeseburger. Right. You know, uh, you know French fries, whatever, whatever the case is, you know, your red wine at night. You know, whatever you like in life, you got to enjoy life. You got to be happy. But what most people don't realize is if they'll go to that 80-20 rule, that 20% starts shrinking too. Because once you start taking the processed foods out, the sugars out, the sodas out, heavy alcohol out, your body feels better and it makes you want to pursue that. And so it's really just about consistency rather and, than perfection. And, and I don't know, you know, if people can relate to this or not. Maybe you can give me some feedback. I have found when I uh, when I am eating clean, living, you know, you know, within those th- those parameters of the diet and things like that, all of a sudden I will like go have a, a cheeseburger or something like that, and then I don't even really like the experience that much. It's 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 funny how you know you'll go like, oh man, I've been waiting to have this cheeseburger, you know, and I hadn't had one in a couple of months, and you go have it, then you kind of feel sick afterwards. And then you realize, what have I been doing to myself this whole time? You know what I mean? Right. I mean, is that is that a common is that is that a common reaction? Does that happen to people? Because I, I know it definitely happens to me. Absolutely. And there are animal studies that show that sugar is more addictive than cocaine. Uh-huh. And sugar really does give you a dopamine spike. So it gives you the spike of, oh, hey, I feel really good, but then you get this crash of, oh, I don't feel good. Hmm. Sometimes it's delayed, sometimes it's not. But the inflammatory process that those high sugar foods cause lead to brain fog, headaches, fatigue, muscle aches, digestive issues, you know, all sorts of things. And because it doesn't always happen immediately, we don't associate it with, oh, it was that that pie I had or right. it was that McDonald's that I had or whatever the case is. So, and again, you don't have to be perfect. You know, live your life. You want to go out and have a few beers with your buddies? Great, go out and do it. Just don't do it all the time. Right. Make that the exception, not the rule. Uh- Use those things. I always, and again, when I'm when I'm fully f- operating in this capacity, I just always try to look at those things like rewards. You know, try to create your own internal reward system. Uh, I've found that that, at least for me, has always led to success. Right, and again, I don't want to harp on this too much, but I just really like for people to do better mm-hmm. rather than to try to be perfect. Everyone I have ever known who has tried one of these incredibly strict diets. They work often, but they just get really, really discouraged and they end up giving up and saying, you know what, forget this. I'm just going to go back to eating crap. Right. Well, if you set up realistic goals for yourself and say, you know what, I want to work out four days a week. You know, everybody thinks you have to to work out an hour and a half a day, seven days a week to get muscle. Right. It's just not true. Right. 45 minutes, four times a week, you'll gain muscle. Come on now. Yeah. And so that's three hours a week. That's not so bad. Not so bad. Will you give yourself three hours a week to live a little bit better? 
Well, I mean, a lot better. So, I mean, here's the thing is that, you know, here's the other part of that, too, is everybody has always been taught, you know, since the 80s, oh, I want to lose weight. I just want to, I'm going to get cardio. I'm going to run. I'm going to run. I'm going to cycle. I'm going to swim. Those things are great for your heart and lungs, and they do burn calories. But if you truly want to lose weight, lift weights. Lift weights. Yes. So when your muscles grow, they gain mitochondria. So bigger muscles have more mitochondria. And mitochondria are the parts of our cells that burn fat and sugar for energy. Mm. More mitochondria means more energy being burned, means your metabolism goes up. And so number one, when you lift weights, you have better muscle tone and you look better. But number two, if you go jog for 500 calorie loss, you burn 500 calories. Right. If you go lift weights for a 500 calorie loss, you burn 500 calories and you've also increased your metabolism for the future. Listen, stuff like that right there is a game changer because I see it all the time. And I've got a, a couple of friends. One guy I'm thinking about in particular, obviously I'm not going to say his name or anything like that, but he would always post, I'm in the gym, I'm in the gym, I'm in the gym, I'm in the gym. And he's just running, 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 running on the treadmill. God bless him. He's doing something. That's a good thing. Way better than nothing. That's right. That's right. And, and don't get me wrong. Cardiovascular activity is really good for your heart and your lungs and your, your, your blood vessels. It's great for that. No, 100%. That's a good, good, good job, right? Good job. Right. But I know what his goals are. And, 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 and I have seen him. I mean, he just, he looks, he hasn't had any changes really. Mm-hmm. In his body, you, you would think, it, this guy's been doing this for years or whatever, that you would see like a difference. But diet hasn't changed. And he's not touching any weights. Doesn't ever touch any weights. You're saying lift weights if you want to lose weight, right? I mean, that, that's going to help the process. Like you, you kind of explained it, why that is. Yeah, so I'm going to give you a list of, of everyone who should lose weight. Okay. I mean, who should lift weights. Okay. Everyone. <laughs> there it is. There's the list. Okay. <laughs> Literally right. everyone should lift weights. Yeah, and and I see this more in the women that I treat more in more so than in men. They're saying, you know, hey, I'm a 55-year-old woman. Why, why why do you want me to lift weights? Mm. Well, I want you to lift weights to make your muscles bigger and increase your metabolism. I want you to be more functional as you grow older. Lifting weights strengthens your bones. It helps your balance, re- reduces your risk of fall, keeps your, uh, reduces your risk of being in a nursing home when you're older. You know, the, the average one-year mortality of a woman over 65 who breaks her hip is 30 to 40%. Mm. That means 30 to 40% of women who break a hip over age 65 are dead in a year. Wow. It's not from the hip fracture. Mm. It's because they were in poor condition to begin with. Mm. And then the hip fracture laid them up and they got deconditioned even more. I mean, back in World War II, they took 18 and 20-year-old army recruits and strapped them to these cots for a month as an experiment. Uh-huh. They couldn't walk. And these are 18 to 20-year-old fit men. Wow. So what happens when you take an older woman and put them, or man and they put them in bed? Right. They get weak. They get weak, they get deconditioned, and the body is supposed to move. Mm. That's really good. Um, I like that. Uh, it, it, right. It's always, and again, staying ahead of it too. Right. I want to, I want to, I want to paint this picture. If you'll help me do this real quick, doctor. Um, cause you say lift weights in some people's mind. I know, I know how people think, uh, oh, I can't lift these heavy weights. It doesn't have to be heavy weights. No, it doesn't. Right. 
heavy for me isn't heavy for my buddy Justin. Right. I mean, I've seen the guy bench press 450 pounds for reps. Right, right. Like, I can't do that. <laughs> right. But, you know, so most of us can't. Right. right. But so weights, heavy weights are relative to you. And, and I'm not saying you have to go power lift. I right. Don't, I don't want people to get hurt. You got to keep good form. You have to do weight that you can control. But everyone should do some sort of strength training. It looks different for everybody. And good news, whatever your starting point is, is just right for you. Right. And this is why. Don't I, try to keep up with everybody else. Exactly. And, and everybody's always worried about going to the gym. Like, oh, other people are looking at me. You know what? Everybody else at that gym is way more worried about you looking at them than they are about looking at you. That's right. Don't be self-conscious. Just go. But, you know, talk about New Year's resolutions. You know, there's this new new gym down the road that opened up, and every gym across the country sees a big influx of patients first of the year. And then those of us that go regularly, like, yeah, just wait three months. That's right. You know, wait two or three months. It won't be so crowded. <laughs> it'll, it'll get back. It'll, it'll flatten back out. Yeah, it's crazy how that is, uh, right? You can pretty much set your watch to it, Ben, every year that you're going to see some of that. Um, that, yeah, that is incredible. And, and you know, one thing, I, 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 and I'll share just a personal part of my story. When I first started getting back working out, when we started working together, and I was like, okay, this is something that, I mean, I'm going down this road. You know, I'm going down this road. Uh, those first, first couple of months in the gym, getting back in there after being out for so long. And I used to be very proud, right, uh, of, of how much weight I could lift and, and, and things of that nature, how good I used to look, you know, uh, in, in a muscle shirt or without a shirt. I used to, used to be real proud of that. Been quite some time since I was proud of that. <laughs> I mean, been quite some time since I was proud of that. And I remember getting back in there, and I'm like, surely I can lift this. Nope couldn't do it sure, well well let me let me go ahead and take some weight off but surely i can lift it no couldn't do it i mean i said man i used to live more like my senior year of high school man and so it's very humbling very humbling yeah but you were lifting all the time your senior year right of high oh man i was come on you and know again, we, we don't have to set any world records here right and you know i i have patients that are triathletes or super marathon runners. I have patients that bench press 500 pounds. And then I have patients that haven't worked out in 10 years. Right. And so the key, like I said, is to just get them to do something. You know, I, I am not killing myself in the gym every day. Right. Uh, I do four, I do upper body twice a week, lower body twice a week, cardio twice a week. Mm. So I try to hit six days for 45 minutes each. And I'm not killing myself. I see people there working out harder all the time, but I'm there pretty, yeah. pretty much six days a week, 52 weeks out of the year. Even when I go on vacation, I'll still get a few workouts in. Slow and steady wins the race. You yep. stay consistent. Consistency. Consistency. That is it. That is, that is the one that will do the difference. Speaking of making a difference, um, again, I work with Dr. Gentry. Uh, he helps me. I uh, do some testosterone. Uh, therapy. Uh, what I do, I do pellets. Can we talk about this a little bit? Some of the different options, some of the things sure. that, that are available here, because it's a conversation I have a lot, especially when I'm, when I'm really getting after it and my buddies, they start touching my arms and they're like, Hey, you look, you've been working out, man. You're looking good. I'm like, well, you know, doing my thing, you know, doing my thing. And, and I've improved a lot, obviously where I'm at currently right now, hit a bit of a reset, getting ready to go, uh, get back after it in, 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 in the fashion that I had been. Uh, very excited about that. But uh, different 
options out there in case, you know, my fellow, you know, my friends and, and ladies too, right? Because ladies, I do this as well too, but just I know I have a lot of conversation with men about it because there seems to be a bit of a stigma when it comes to this type of thing. Um, I'd like to address that and then talk about some of the options just so people kind of know that this is this is available to them. But first of all, let's talk about that stigma because not an, I feel like I oftentimes have to open that door, right? I have to like, hey, man, you're looking good. Well, you know, man, since I started seeing Dr. Gentry over at Maverick Mail, uh, I've really got myself going. My body's responding the way that I'm used to it responding, and I'm able to get up every day and have the energy to go out and get after it. Oh, you, you're seeing Dr. Gentry? Uh, Maverick Mail, what, what can, you, can you tell me about that? Because I, all of a sudden they start opening up because I've been feeling this way. But, but if I hadn't opened that door, guys don't talk about this. No, women are much more likely to talk about things like that. And, and there's a couple of different stigmas, uh, I think, in, in hormone replacement therapy for men specifically, uh, number one is that if you have low testosterone, you're less of a man, mm. you know, like, Oh, I'm mm. not, I'm not manly. Cause I, so in fact, the, the research shows that in the last 30, 35 years, the average testosterone level has dropped a third. Oh, so that means significant. That means that your and my testosterone levels are roughly a third lower than our fathers were. Wow. And there's lots of theories on that, uh, inactive lifestyle, less manual labor, more chronic stress, more pesticides and chemicals in our foods and in our plastics, uh, radiation from cell phones. You know, all, those are kind of the major theories. Nobody knows for sure. sure. Probably multiples of those. <laughs> Probably a little bit of all of that, right? And then other people think, well, if you're on testosterone therapy, you're, you're taking these bodybuilder doses. And, and that's not true. So I try to get my patients a testosterone level of a healthy 25 to 30-year-old man. Mm. Versus a bodybuilder is taking three to five times that much. Sure. And that's where you really get into the risk with testosterone. Done at, at physiologic doses, you're going to get majority of the benefits without the risks versus you don't see true bodybuilders live into their old, old age very often. Absolutely. And it's not just from testosterone. They're taking a lot of other stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on. There. But so there's kind of five different ways that we improve testosterone therapy. And, and I think we're the only clinic in all of Northwest Arkansas that does these all. Uh, I could be mistaken, but sure. to my knowledge. We can confirm that it's happening here. <laughs> far and away, uh, the most common for men is injections. Okay. And there's two ways we do that. Number one is we have guys that don't want to mess with it at home or they're really needle phobic, whatever the case is. They pop into the clinic, they get their shot, they're gone in five or 10 minutes. They come back the next week, do the same thing. Okay. Other one is we train you how to draw up and give your own injections at home. And that's usually weekly again, but we teach you how to do it the right way so that you're doing the right dose, the right way, keeping it clean, that sort of thing. Sure. Next is a daily cream. So you can do a bioidentical testosterone cream. I usually have men apply that to the scrotum because uh, one, it doesn't rub off on anyone else, and two, that skin is thinner, and so it's more readily available, okay. uh, absorbed. Uh, pellets are also uh, a good option. Again, bioidentical. Make about a third of an incision at the hip. Put the pellets down into the fatty tissue. They last about four and a half, five months. You replace them. I really like that way. You know, you're sore for several days, but I really like that you put them in. It's bioidentical, so it totally bypasses the liver. And then you don't have to think about it for the next four and a half, five months. You just feel good. Yes. 
And then the the last method that I think sets us apart even more is I'm seeing low testosterone in younger and younger men. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to start these younger guys on testosterone replacement therapy because once you start testosterone replacement therapy, for the most part, you're committing to it long term. And, you know, I'm, I'm seeing guys in their early mid 20s come in with low testosterone for a variety of reasons. But we actually use prescription medications and supplements in order to stimulate their own testosterone production. And so, and, and I say guys in their low to mid 20s, I have also guys in their 40s that maybe they're not done having children. Mm. Well, testosterone can reduce your ability to have children. So we use these alternate methods. And I think that's something that, that separates Maverick Male is that we truly customize your treatment, not just for testosterone replacement therapy, but also, hey, you know what? You're not ready for testosterone itself. But what we can do is we can do HCG, we can do gonadarelin, we can do clomiphene, we can do DHEA, all of these different things to try to improve your own production. You know, that's, that's incredible. And I'll go ahead and say this too, because again, I, I you know, I, I do work with you. I, I am taking uh, some testosterone therapy. I do the pellets uh, personally, but I noticed that. Uh, I, I remember when I first connected with you and I came into the office, I'm thinking, all right, they're going to get me and get me out of here. Man, we talked, we did the proper test. We analyzed the numbers. We looked at the data and he said, I think this is going to be best for you. It wasn't just like, all right, let me get in. Let me get your money. Let me get you out of here. Let me get someone else in here. Again, we talked about this at the beginning. That has become what a lot of places do, but that's not how you operate here. Um, and I was very, very impressed with that. And, and I said, well, you know what? I felt like I was heard today. I felt like I was seen it. I felt like people actually cared about me specifically. There was no broad brush. Oh, let's put him in this. This is probably what he needs. No, it was very specific to me. You asked me questions. Do you plan on having children? Are you done with this? Are, are, yeah, I remember, you know, having those questions asked, and and then we come up with this will probably be best for you. I was just always impressed with that. Um, and again, Maverick Mail Medical here uh, in Northwest Arkansas, uh, truly a great place. And then I gotta I gotta give you your props too. Uh, you can tell you've been doing this for a while. Uh, I come in and I do my pellets. You know, get my pellet therapy. Like I said, every four or five months, and. Um, and uh, I remember we came in and literally in and out of here in what seemed like maybe like 15, 20 minutes. Oh, for just a repeat pellet? Yeah. Uh, but you also have to keep in mind that I've placed thousands upon thousands of pellets. Right. So, uh, yeah, that, the pellet procedure itself, yeah, 15 minutes typically you're in and out. I mean, incredible. And, and again, it, you know, because I do have, I'm one of those guys that has a problem just with needles, right? So this for me is way better. And I love, like you were mentioning, with this pellets, uh, I mean, you, you, once it's done, you're sore for a few days, but then you don't got to worry about this thing again for like, you know, several months, four or five months, and then you can come back and do it again. Uh, just a great deal uh, for me, uh, the way that, the, the, just the way that it works. And literally, you're, again, you're just so talented at doing this. Again, experience. You've done this a few times. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah, over a thousand times he's done this so and then it shows because uh in and out of here i remember last time i came in he said all right all done i said dang already that i mean literally i felt like i just sat down for a second got it done in and out go about my business and uh and and we're ready to go like i said a couple of days of very minor discomfort just a little sore 
Um, and then, you know, rock it and roll it. Get, yeah, and, get after and pellets it. aren't the right answer for everyone. Right. Some, some of my guys really like injections. Some guys really like creams. It really just depends. And, and that's another thing that we do is we just try to sit down and talk about your lifestyle. You know, if you're one of these people that are super regimented and you're like, you know what, I can, I can take a pill three times a day and I, and I, you know, meal prep all my meals and I work out six times a week and it doesn't really matter. That person's going to do whatever. Right. But you know, you're like, Hey, you know what? I forget my vitamins pretty often. You know, like pellets are a great option for you because you come in and you get them done. And then we just send you a reminder when you're due. Yeah. Again, outstanding. By the way, got a great crew here too, man. Uh, I love my staff. I, I feel like for the first time we have both at rejuvenated medical spa and at Maverick, we have an amazing staff and, and I, I really don't have anything to improve upon. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you can always get better. Always, right. But I, I really, really love my staff. And uh, my my number one assistant, Dana, she is, you know, people say this is my right hand. She's like my right hand and my right arm and part of my left hand <laughs> as well. And someone who has really got after it herself. Yeah. I mean, talk about a remarkable difference she's made in her life. She lost 115 pounds in wow. less than two years. Wow. Without fad diets, by the way. Right, by the way. Sure. Yeah. You know, I always say healthy is, 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 you were talking about this earlier, it's a lifestyle. It's, it's, it's a lifestyle. You know, there are a lot of fad diets. What, you know, this is the diet everyone's talking about. You know, you always see them in the little, you know, the magazines or, you know, or the little blurbs, the vlogs. Everyone's talking about this diet. You should try this. Everybody's talking about this diet. Try this. Americans like a quick fix. Boy, don't we. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they like the easy, easy, easy fix. You know, like, oh, the apple cider vinegar capsule is going to make me just, this fat's just going to melt away. No, There's always a magic it's, pill it's, that it's we're not. looking for, right? There is no magic pill, man. There's never going to be a magic pill. I mean, semaglutide is the new weight loss drug, and it's as close as I've seen. Yeah. Because I do have some patients that just refuse to do the healthy things, and they're still losing weight on it. But the ones that are doing all of it and choosing the healthy lifestyle, they're doing better. Oh, of course. Of course. I mean, you know, how, how committed are you to it, right? Um, and that's, you know, again, that's something just, you know, full transparency. That's where I'm at right now, getting back to what I was doing and having so much success with. I uh, just read up uh, at the time of this recording. Uh, you know, something, a week ago. something is interesting too. You know, you mentioned, uh, you know, the lifestyle. Yes. So we're the last 20 years, we've always told like, oh, it's, it's the genetics. It's, you know, it's what you're inherited. And then there's some truth to that. Sure. Probably about 10 to 20% of your health issues are genetic. Really? 10 to 20%. Okay. The other 80 to 90% is what you put in your body and what you do with your body. Mm. And so there's actually research. They, they studied, it was more important who your social circle was in your healthy lifestyle rather than who your parents were. Meaning, if you hung around with people that were overweight or diabetic, you were more likely to be overweight or diabetic than if your parents were. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Pretty significantly. Well, who sets your habits? People you hang out with. Mm. And so if you and your buddies are drinking beer and eating pizza all the time, right. that's what you want to do. You know, sit around and watch football and drink beer and eat pizza, that kind of stuff. Versus if you and your buddies are going for hikes or going for bike rides and that kind of stuff. Right. And, or golfing in your case. You right, know, and, right. and so it does actually play a role uh, in, in your social circle. That's, that's interesting. That's, I feel like that's a little nugget we need to pay attention to right there. 
I, I like that. I mean, to, to be able to consider that and know that that data is out there. That's interesting. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty well accepted from what I've seen, too. I, I tell you what, man. Hey, it really is true what they say. You cannot soar with the eagles if you're hanging with the turkeys. You know what I mean? That's a I thing. haven't heard that, but that's a great saying. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You can't fly with the eagles if you're hanging with the turkeys, man. Uh, shout out to all the turkeys, man. <laughs> shout out to all the turkeys. Uh, doctor, let me ask you this. Um, you know, we talked about uh, uh, men, you know, uh, from that aspect of it, not really talking about it, not being open about it, which in turn leads them to not doing anything about it. Um, I just wanted to say that my life has improved vastly, just my physical, my mental, just I feel like me again since I started coming here. And uh, I want to do whatever I can to try to fight back against, you know, the hesitation. Right. Because, I mean, I'm telling you, when I open that door, like I was telling you earlier, I've almost expect guys to respond the way that they do now. Like my buddies and my friends. Really? You're doing it? And all of a sudden it becomes an option when it was an option the whole time. But again, because it had that stigma. Uh, you know, yeah, it means more coming from you know a family member or a friend or whatever than it does coming from a commercial, obviously a trusted voice, sure. And, and you know, the the sexual function and the low testosterone are are often why people come to see me, mm. but that may or may not be their main issue, right? You know, someone comes in, they're like, "Hey, doc, I don't feel good. I think I've got low testosterone," and I say, "You know." Turns out your testosterone looks really good, but your blood sugar is high, your cholesterol is high, your vitamin D is low. You're, you know, and so it is at least a way to get men to come into the door and start making their health a little bit more of a priority. Absolutely. And I just, my hope is to have more conversations about that. And to and, and listen, if you're listening to this right now, I, I invite it. I, please come talk to me about it. Let me tell you how I'm doing my experience. And then Obviously, I really want to lead by example. I mean, you should be able to see me and see the difference. And I love, that's the most gratifying thing for me. Like when I go visit my buddies or one of my clients or something like that, and they'll be like, man, you, you've, been, you've, been, you've been in the gym. And I'm like, yeah, man, what do you, you know, I mean, it's a, that's a good feeling, man. That, it is. That really keeps that fire burning. It is. I just visited a friend of mine in Kansas City uh, a couple months ago, and he's like, man, you're, you're really staying in shape. And, and this is a guy I grew up with, you know, awesome dude. Uh, but he let himself go. Sure. You know, he, he got, got a little lazy and kind of lax with his food choices and blood sugar started going up. And he's like, man, I, I really need your help. And so I sat down and we, uh, you know, went through some things. And, and I think he's at least got a, a, a plan now to, uh, to get going. And then the other part of it, too, is that there's another stigma that, that goes with a lot of this stuff for men is the aesthetic portion. Mm, mm. Botox, fillers, laser treatments, facials, even skincare products. Men are like, oh, you know, I'm too manly for that. <laughs> Dude, I like bourbon and guns and weightlifting and women. And like, I mean, I feel like I'm a pretty manly guy. Yeah, sure. It doesn't mean I want to look old. That's right. Right? Absolutely. And so it's starting to change just a little bit. But I mean, I have Botox in my face. Sure. Uh, I have filler in my face. I use uh, high-grade skincare products. I do laser treatments. And, you know, I don't do them as much as some people I know, but in the right hands, you know, can look really, really natural and help shave a few years off of how you look. And 
you can say that that's superficial, but I think that's nonsense. Sure. Because you can't tell me if you wake up, you look in the mirror, and you look better, that you don't feel better too. I think that is very understood, right? I mean, they say it all the time, man. You look good, you feel good, you do good, right? Yeah. I mean, in all aspects of life, right? And, and I'll tell you this. Until you just told me that right now, I wouldn't know that that was something that you did. But I do know you look great. I mean, I, I, I tell you, I, I, I look at him and I say, man, this guy I, I trust here because he's, he looks good. And I, I'm just trying to I've do the same thing. I've never been what I would call a pretty man. Okay? Right. I'm <laughs> right. never going to be a pretty man. And that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. But, you know, like a, one of my buddies who, who I work out with, he's about four or five years younger than me. And, uh, you know, this dude's a beast in the gym. Yeah. And uh, he was talking to his wife, who knows me as well, and said, Man, Gentry really looks younger than me. And I'm he's like, I'm four or five years younger than him, and he looks a lot younger than me. And and she goes, Well, you know why, right? <laughs> and she and he goes, No, he doesn't do all that stuff. He, you know, he looks totally natural. And she's like, Yeah, he just does it well. Does it correctly. Yeah. You yeah. know, when you do it well, you can look natural and still just look younger. You don't have to have your face completely frozen and peeled right. back. And right. and so I'm glad that men are finally, finally getting a little bit of slack there as far as, hey, you know what? It's okay if I don't want to have these sunspots or this acne, or it's okay if I want to have fewer wrinkles or not look quite as old. And it's still a slow process because, again, men are, are slow to come around to some of the things like that. Oh, yeah. You know, like I could take one of my female patients and say, hey, I want you to use these nine skincare products. And they say, okay, doc, just tell me the order. Right. Which ones are in the day? Which ones are in the night? Which order? Versus if I tell a man, I want you to use these four things, they're like, oh, good Lord, I'll never get that, that you know. <laughs> So for we men, are wired different, are we? Well, you know, men are not as good at self-care. And right. so for men, I typically will say, okay, let's come up with a three-step thing. So maybe I put them on a cleanser, a retinol, and then a moisturizing SPF. And so that's three products. Maybe that's all I put them on, you know, and maybe the retinol is just at night. And so I, for men, I really try to keep it as simple as I can. But not only am I making them look better and feel better about themselves, I'm also helping them prevent skin cancer by getting that SPF on them every single day. There you go. There you go. I love that. And again, right, maybe it becomes a thing to where, you know, men and women, you know, maybe they can go as a couple and do some of these things together, right? Because all, we're all going to benefit from it. Sure. Um, and, and, you know, kind of opening that real quick, I, I, because, you know, it's two guys here. We're having a conversation. That's great. I don't want to isolate the ladies because. Um, you do offer, I mean, just some incredible services uh, at Rejuvenated Med Spa. And I know you mentioned it there at the beginning. Uh, can we talk about that a little bit more, too? Just kind of some of what happens over there at, uh, at Rejuvenated Med Spa as well. Because, again, we're talking about Maverick Male Medical here, Rejuvenated Med Spa, a, a separate facility. Um, can we talk about that a little bit? Sure. Uh, so I have an amazing business partner, Gloria Vasquez, and she and I luckily really, really see eye to eye on our vision of experience, mm -hmm. patient experience. Mm -hmm. And so she kind of takes care of a lot of the non-medical and then leaves the medical to me, obviously. But we have a, assembled an amazing team. We have some fantastic estheticians. We have a couple of really amazing nurse practitioners. And then our medical assistants and our office staff, we, we really finally have the, the right team. So we do bioidentical hormone replacement. We do functional medicine. We do Botox. We do fillers. We do chemical peels, microneedling, radiofrequency microneedling, 
Uh, we do thread lifts. We do supplements and skincare. We do regular facials and, you know, you name it. If it's done at a med spa, we probably do it, but we also put more of the medical back into the med spa. Mm. And that's because uh, I'm there as a physician most days. And then if I'm not there, there's always a nurse practitioner there. I tell you, talk about experience, because uh, I obviously I see you here at Maverick, Maverick Mill Medical. Um, but I went by, I think, to meet with you and Gloria uh, a, a while back. And when I walked in to rejuvenate it, med spa when i walked in it i don't know the air felt cleaner the smell it just beautiful not not over like not uh, offensive at all but just it felt nice in there i can take credit for about one percent of that <laughs> and gloria can take credit for the other 99 percent of that uh you know what gloria that's for you <laughs> Yeah, she, uh, she's got an amazing eye for design, and uh, my wife helps her do some of that stuff, but Gloria really designed the vast majority of the space herself, and uh, she has an amazing eye for that. We actually do use air purifiers yeah. uh, that are supposed to filter out some of the bacteria and viruses in the air to reduce flu and COVID risk, hopefully. I mean, noticeable. When I walked in there, like I said, it just there was this freshness. It felt, almost felt energized just by walking in there. It was, it was incredible. And we don't do heavy scents, but we do uh, a little bit of a lavender. I'm not sure what else is in it, but lavender has been shown to reduce some anxiety. Mm. And so uh, they did some studies in dentist office huh. and found that lavender essential oils reduced anxiety for the patients going to the dentist. So uh, that, that was one of the suggestions I had is whatever scent we choose to consider putting lavender in it. Not because I like the scent, which is nice, sure. but it's more of about just calming people. Uh, and then we, you know, we can offer people like a nice cup of hot tea. We, uh, while, while they're waiting, if they're numbing for a procedure or whatever the case is. And then again, just every, everybody from the front desk staff to the provider performing the treatment is, yes. is just top notch and, and almost overqualified. <laughs> I mean, very inviting, very relaxing, very comfortable. Uh, and then obviously just you, yourself, and then your team, just, uh, I mean, top shelf, just absolutely best of the best, man. I just cannot uh, say enough about uh, what you do, how you, how you operate your businesses, and, and, and how you have assembled the team that you have. I just, uh, again, all, just kudos to you, hats off to you and your staff. I know for me personally on this side of things, it has just been tremendous it made it easy for me because again i'm one of them guys i was hey man i'm guilty of what i'm talking about here right yeah i didn't want to talk about it no i'm just gonna get on oh i mean this is how i feel i'm gonna i, mean, I just gotta do this i gotta man when i finally was able to address it and to do it with somebody like you who was for one knowledgeable experienced uh, and then a and then truly you know i felt like you truly care uh cared about what we were talking about and, and helping me like I, I didn't feel like I was being rushed in and out. I didn't feel like just another number. I felt very taken care of as an individual, as 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 a, as a you know case by case, one on one basis. Um, my experience has been tremendous, and then obviously you know the physical benefits, the mental benefits, just all the things that have come uh, with with the treatment. Uh, working with you here at Maverick Mill Medical has been absolutely tremendous. And again, if you're listening to this, please come talk to me about it. Just check me out. Follow me. Yeah, you know, f continue to watch my journey. 
if you're having any doubts about it. Uh, listen, we're again at the time of this recording. I just got read up and I'm and I'm back, baby. You know, <laughs> so look, look, check me out in a couple of months from now. You know, by the time you hear this or a few weeks after you hear this, check on your boy. You know, the proof is in the pudding, man. And so, you know, take, you know, you don't necessarily have to take my word for it, but I, I'd love to talk to you about it, but I'd love for you to experience it too, or at least come in and see Dr. Gentry and find out where you stand. Because again, that was part of the process for me. I came in, we did some, you know, did some lab work and we, we, we you know, is this something that is just, are you feeling this way or is there actual evidence to, to show that this is the route we need to take? And, Absolutely. And, yeah. and I appreciate that. And I, I know we're running short on time, so sure. I, I, I do want to make Two last points for, for guys that are, are thinking, oh, my testosterone might be low. Number one is the over-the-counter testosterone boosting supplements. 99 plus percent of them are total crap. Right. Don't take them. There you go. Uh, they have been linked to liver disease because they're not well regulated and you cannot guarantee what is or is not in the product. There are some supplements that you might be able to take to improve t your free testosterone or your testosterone production somewhat. It's going to be a modest amount, but make sure you're getting high-grade supplements. I'm very, very picky about the supplements I carry in my clinic for that reason. But some of these herbal ones, like I said, have been linked to liver damage, and most of them just don't do anything. Mm -hmm. And the other one is don't take your buddy's testosterone. <sighs> You know, the, the gym bros, as I call it, it's like, oh, hey, you know, my, my buddy Tim takes 200 milligrams a week. So that I'm about his size and age. So that means that's no, don't do that because we're going to monitor your testosterone. We're going to monitor your estrogen. We're going to monitor your liver. We're going to monitor everything else. And I literally have guys, I can have two 40 year old guys who are both 180 pounds and one may be on twice the testosterone doses. The other one it has nothing to do with their size. It's because somebody's liver works better than the other one. Mm, there it is. So don't don't do don't do testosterone the wrong way. Do it through a doctor who knows what they're talking about. Test the right parameters. Adjust your dose accordingly. And listen, right? Uh, doctors is one of those things, right? You want to find someone that you can trust. And I I just can't. You know, I, I keep a pen with me, and it's full of ink because I never co-sign anybody. It takes a lot for me to, 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 put, to write that down, but I can, I can tell you just 100% that Dr. Gentry um, is, is definitely somebody you can trust. And that's just from my own experience, seeing it with my own two eyes, it, being a patient, being, you know, being, a, being, being a client, uh, I, I have been just blown away uh, by the service provided here at Maverick Mail Medical with Dr. Gentry. And I invite you to uh, find out for yourself. Just call, make an appointment. Um, is that the best way to get started? Just give you a call? Yeah, 305-8206. And then if you want to email me something specifically, it's actually Gentry at rejuvenatedmedspa.com. There it is. And again, uh, tell them to find your podcast again. Not so taboo. Uh, available where you get your podcast, but uh, Spotify and Apple podcasts are where most people get it. And, and uh, covering some great topics, they'll go into detail about some of the things that we covered here and then more. Uh, my man, Dr. Nick Gentry. Doctor, this has been a pleasure. Yeah, enjoyed it, man. You know, always love connecting with you, always love talking with you. And then obviously, just to continue to work with you has been uh, tremendous. And I hope we can continue to help spread the good word, man. All right. Have a great day. Hey, my man, Dr. Gentry, y'all. Maverick Mail Medical, rejuvenated med spa here in Northwest Arkansas. Look them up. And of course, stay tuned for another speech check coming soon.